So today is gonna reflect a little bit on um, the themes that the the liturgy that our our generosity liturgy uh, invites us to. So let me let me begin by by going through that. So a generosity liturgy that we say at church is holy father there is nothing that we have that you have not given to us all we have and are belong to you to spend everything on ourselves and to give without sacrifice are the way of the world that you cannot abide but generosity is the way of those who call christ their lord who love him with free hearts and serve him with renewed minds. Who withstand the delusion of riches that chokes the word. Whose hearts are in your kingdom and not in the systems of the world. We are determined to increase in generosity until it can be said that there is no needy person among us. We are determined to be faithful stewards of such a little thing as money that you may trust us with true riches. Above all, we are determined to be generous because you, our Father, are generous. There's, there's a few themes in that, that that really stick out to me and I'd like to, like to reflect on them a little bit. So as, as, the, as the liturgy begins, to spend everything on ourselves is the way of the world. And, and later the, uh, the way of the world that God cannot abide but later on to withstand the delusion of riches is the way of those who call christ their lord and one of the first things that i think of is the story of zacchaeus uh, found in in the book of luke zacchaeus was a, a tax collector the the <laughs> lowest of the low when it comes to when it comes to sinfulness is uh, there's few few occupations that were worse on that list but but jesus sees him and and says to him zacchaeus i'm going to your house today let's go and everyone's like, whoa, whoa, Jesus, what are you doing? Don't you know that he's a tax collector? He's a sinner? And Zacchaeus, it, it's a pretty short story, but Jesus comes to his Zacchaeus's house and, and Zacchaeus seems to have a, a, a radical change of heart and says, anyone that I've cheated, I'll pay them back four times. 
as much. A tax collector is they're no, said to be notorious, <laughs> notorious as uh, the taxers of the modern age, uh, taking all the money they could, and probably even more so then, because there's no one governing that. And he was caught in the systems of the world. He was taking everything that he could and not, not giving a thing back. But then he encounters Jesus. And he says, I'm going to repay everything that I stole, but I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to give back what I stole and that much again, and that much again, and that much again, four times. A radical change from a stingy, a stingy stingy lifestyle to a lifestyle of radical, exorbitant generosity. And one of the next things that I think of is the overall story that we can see in Scripture of God taking Abraham and, and different people through his line and, and creating a people, a nation that, well, as God said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you so that then you can bless everyone around you, the nations that you encounter. And at different times in the history of Israel that, that looked that looked, that blessing others looked more real than at other times. And, but then we see it again very strongly in the book of Acts. And where, where Jesus has, has, has gone into heaven and the disciples have received the Holy Spirit and there's some there's some among them who are like, okay, don't 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 go out, don't go don't go to other people. But Peter and Paul, Barnabas, Philip are called to to reach out and and to share the gospel with, with outsiders, with the Gentiles. And it goes from kind of a, a self-contained uh, pocket of believers who are Jews, and they're kind of around around Jerusalem. But then one thing leads to another, and it explodes so much so that that the Gentiles, when there's a famine. There's Gentiles, um, people who aren't Jewish, who who have have turned to the way of Jesus, and and they hear about a famine 
in Jerusalem. And so then they gather money and and send it to them. It, it, it goes from a... It doesn't quite seem right, but the best way I can describe it is a somewhat selfish small community to, to one that sees no bounds of, of God's love, God's reach, and, and subsequently their, their purpose in, in sharing that with others has no reach and, and it, it, it comes back. Uh, as as they have they have shared the gospel with those far and wide and then those far and wide come together to support uh, the believers in Jerusalem in this famine The, the final the final thing the, the other thing that I've thought of is is Jesus in in the book of John uh, in John 1 it talks about Jesus coming Jesus being God and coming full of unfailing love and faithfulness and and then we can see that throughout the story but it's it's expressed very in in very short order in John 3 I think where um, we know John 316 but a little bit before that the Son of Man, Jesus, must be lifted up. Um, and I, I think that's a, a hint to the cross later on. But he must be lifted up just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, which um, you can read about that in Exodus, um, bringing healing Moses doing that action brought healing to the people of Israel. Um, and so just like that, I, Jesus talking about himself, must be lifted up before God sent his son into the world. That everyone and anyone who believes him in him might be saved and inherit eternal life because God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him and we as as believers in Christ I, I hope I pray that we can take inspiration from that from Paul and Barnabas Peter the believers in the book of Acts and and from Moses to not spend everything on ourselves but to give our time our, our knowledge our resources our love 
to those around us and be generous because God, our Father, is generous.